to the Hall of Heroes Podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Matthew Sterling. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Lobo. Oh, it's on. <laughs> Let the good times roll. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of the Hall of Heroes podcast. I am your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs, joined by the one and only Spencer Simpson. It's you and everybody. Uh, we got a decent week for you guys in news. Uh, nothing too crazy. Uh, I'm, I think it's hilarious that every week it's like all Marvel stories and then one DC story. Um, seems to be the case recently. Yeah, it, it was even before you came on, it was Marvel, DC, Marvel. <laughs> the only week that wasn't the case was, I think it was the first episode, and that was because we had to re record it. And then the next day is whenever Ben Affleck walked. So there were two uh, yeah. DC stories. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was really sad. Uh, how's yeah. your week been, buddy? My week's been pretty okay. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. Um, I rediscovered God's greatest gift to man. So this past week. What was that? I, what did you rediscover? Like chips and queso. Oh, okay. I didn't hear what you said. The first I have time. eaten way too much queso in the last four days, but I don't even care because it's delicious. Uh, lucky That's... duck. I'm I'm stuck on low carb. I don't even have anything to dip in the queso. Ah, oh, sorry, buddy. You, well, you, your fingers. I guess you could. You <laughs> could... That's I'm my glad best you suggestion. Think... I'm glad you think I'm that much of just a crazed, godless savage, and I'm just gonna be just whole handfuls of cheese. Jared, I have seen you take ranch dressing shots. Don't even play this game with me. <laughs> and this is why I need to be on a diet. Is I do ranch dressing shots. Dude, every once in a while, a ranch dressing shot really hits the spot. Did you, speaking of ranch dressing, did you, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the, uh, one of the Democratic nominees for president, or one of the people running for president of the, in the Democrat Party. They had this like little interview thing going on at a restaurant and this lady just like, and it was like, she was surrounded by press, but she was at a restaurant and I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Christian Gillibrand, but I think I'm wrong. Pardon me. But this lady just like bursts through past whomever it was like with like a big bowl of ranch. It just goes, I just wanted some ranch and just walks right past. <laughs> <laughs> Past all the cameras, past all the reporters. I just wanted some. I just wanted some ranch. You could have just asked the waitress. Oh man, what people will do to get on television nowadays? And she didn't want to. Like she didn't realize what she 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 didn't realize until it was too late. She became a meme. Like (laughs) that is too good. Do you want some ranch? Do you want some? Do you want some ranch? Percy, <laughs> Percy, you want some ranch? Oh. <laughs> this is my favorite thing that happened this week. But you talking about my ranch dressing shots? <laughs> um, yeah. What's been going on with you this week, buddy? I recorded a really good episode of Dewback yesterday. You guys can check that out. Uh, recently, all of the Dewback discussion podcasts. Uh, do back discussion obviously this show hall of heroes and Gorin Moore are all on spotify now which is really cool so uh, I, yeah it, so we are in all the easy to listen places now we're on google we're on apple and we're on spotify so no more having to go to the website if that was a which can be a little bit of a hassle sometimes um and we haven't been on SoundCloud for a minute, which you know, thank God, because I don't, I don't like using SoundCloud. But yeah, uh, that and Kira's birthday is tomorrow-ish. 
Um, yeah, we, ish. <laughs> yeah, ish. She's a leap day baby. Uh, so we can't really say with certainty that she's a certain age. But, you know, I keep telling her, I'm like, hey, your birthday next year, you'll be two. And she keeps losing her shit. And it is so entertaining. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much all going on with me. We're going to hop in to our first topic here which was a great night for superheroes at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Uh, Black Panther, uh, Spider-Man of the Spider-Verse, and Avengers Infinity War were all nominated for Oscars. Uh, Infinity War lost to First Man for Best Visual Effects, um, which, you know, it's it's been a little bit debated, for, you know, the way they did the moon landing versus, like, Thanos... And, you know, which one people were more uh, inclined to like. Uh, That said, uh, Black Panther walked away with three of its nominations. It won for Best Score, which, Spencer, you'll appreciate this. The guy who composed the score for Black Panther is Childish Gambino's main producer. Ah. That Ludwig Gronson, or however you say his name. Uh, that it makes won, a lot of sense. It does, yeah. It also <laughs> won for production design and for costume design. And Which I think it's well deserved. I enjoyed I enjoyed what they put on for us in Black Panther costume wise. Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, uh, I've never been a huge fan of like the the gauges in in the lower lip, you know. But but aside from that, the costuming was amazing. That's more of a personal thing, anyway. Don't take me back <laughs> to Logan and my dad in the theater. Oh my god! Uh, Did I tell I, you about that? There was just, the guy with the lip plate came on screen, and Logan starts giggling immediately. <laughs> and it's just it's just theater just filled with African American people, and just you know the plate guy just comes in, Logan just, and I'm looking up. I'm like, can you not? Can you please not? It's not the time nor the place. Can you please not? And then Logan laughing, it's my dad laughing, and then they were both laughing like idiots, and I just had my head in the popcorn bucket. Um, <laughs> it was always so funny. Uh, production design, that makes sense. Um, you know, they, they brought Wakanda to life, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Um, like you said, costume design very well deserved. And then Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was the only nomination it had, and one was Best Animated Feature. Um, I did not get a chance to see Into the Spider-Verse while it was in theaters, which really upset me, um, because Spider-Verse is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories. Uh, it's right up there with, uh, Craven's Last Hunt, um, all of the black suit stuff, and Superior Spider-Man for me. It's all my favorite Spider-Man stories. Um, Spider-Verse is right up there. Uh, but what I did see of it, incredibly beautiful film, both emotionally and, uh, from a cinematography perspective, uh excellent voice cast and i i it comes out on home release very soon and i'm very excited to sit down and watch it um because i know it'll be amazing and it's awesome to say that the spider-man movie won an oscar you know yeah even even beating out the incredible sequel which i've heard nothing but good things about yeah yeah when then it says a lot like i think this is like the first year i can even think of where disney didn't win best animated picture yeah, yeah, it's weird. Uh, uh, and and Pixar has has won more Oscars than Steven Spielberg, maybe even at this point. <laughs> I think you're right. I think, and somewhere somewhere along the road here, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, but yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, congratulations to everybody involved. It was really cool. Um, just it's cool. Just awesome to see these movies getting the recognition. And, you know, hopefully this is only the beginning of these movies and comic book and films and stuff like that getting the uh, Oscar attention. Um, I hope that Endgame, A, has the quality to get a nomination, obviously. But if it is up to snuff, gets a nom. Because I think yeah, it deserves it. I think so as well. And even like there was a really decent showing with the original song as well. Um, uh, all the stars from Black Panther did not did not win, but 
a well-deserved nomination there, I think. Absolutely. The, the winner, uh, Shallow from A Star Is Born, is is a really stunning song, and it's really well-performed. Yeah, um, if there's at, anybody at to lose to, it was going to be Shallow. Like, you, yeah. you can walk away with your head held high lost to that song. I was even um, pleasantly surprised to see uh, the original song from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which has become a, a, a favorite <laughs> new film of mine. Uh, the when a cowboy trades his spurs for wings. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of Gillian Welsh, and I was glad to see her nominated for that as well. A, a pleasant surprise, to be sure. But I think uh, a big fan of. I know uh, this isn't the Black Star Panther Wars show, but you should have just gone for it. I know this is the Star Wars show, but why didn't you say it? Um, say what? Surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. <laughs> No, you, I thought you, it. You paraphrased it, and I was like, "Oh, no. prequel memes on Hall of Heroes." But no, not it. But I, <laughs> I, I have to constantly <laughs> remind myself that this is a comic book podcast, and if I get myself talking about Star Wars, I'm not going to shut up. So, so I just I try to filter it out for the sake of the show. Uh, I, I appreciate. I, I did your, think about it. I appreciate your discretion. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's Oscars talk. Uh, like I said, hopefully we get to see more comic book movies taking over the Oscars. Uh, Spencer, you want to go take this uh, next story? So we got uh, a news release uh, from Kevin Feige saying that the the new Marvel's Eternals uh, has the has the opportunity to span tens of thousands of years within uh, the Marvel universe, which is really interesting because it hits upon the Eternals as their own separate uh, kind of like the Avengers or like the, the Revengers or, <laughs> or the guardians of the galaxy. But, Good for um, you for giving the Revengers. You know they, they deserve it. I, I appreciate <laughs> spinoffs. I appreciate spinoffs. Instead of doing uh, like what they did with the Avengers, where they introduced the characters one movie at a time, all together for uh for an avengers film it looks like they're going to be doing more of a a guardians of the galaxy style uh introduction where in a very short amount of time within a single a single um movie we're going to get to see all of the eternals together uh by the end of that first film which sounds really good to me what do you think jared i i don't i think that is the only way you can do an eternals movie I don't th- I don't think there's enough meat on that bone to sustain like an entire Marvel phase worth of films to build up towards the Eternals coming together. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So in the, in the same way, I mean, now that they are, the people are invested in them and people love them and everything, there's an argument to be made that perhaps the Guardians are capable of holding their own movie or individual guardians are capable of holding their own movie and that, that's a conversation It'd for be a way day. more difficult it'd be way more difficult than with captain america or with iron man yeah exactly um because i think the, the the charm of the guardians is that they're written to be around each other right right um, it's a group it's a group humor you know yeah it, they, they're they're ensemble characters. Like it's 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 take nothing away from your Star Lords or Gamoras or Rockets or whatever, but they're more interesting when they're together. Right. Um. But yeah, I this really excites me. Um. I love I love that we're gonna get like such a Jack Kirby heavy story. Yeah. Just how trippy his art can be. Like we got like a taste of it in Doctor Strange and in Thor Ragnarok, but like a whole movie that's just going to be nothing but. Yeah. And in, in going back to this, uh, to this Kirby style, it, it, it really does break the mold that we were talking about for the first uh, two or three phases of the MCU, where for the most part we had, you know, for the lack of a better word, like a cookie cutter Marvel movie. But Actually, it's interesting. I was in uh, a class this week uh, talking about the the Baroque period of art, and my professor likened the Baroque period to the MCU, in that this is the that that was the sort of 
the the point in in art history where they kind of just said screw it let's put everything in that we can possibly think of let's make it as elaborate <laughs> as we can and the the escalation was so abrupt and it just it became more and more ridiculous if you look up some baroque art you can you can see what i'm talking about there's not an inch of space anywhere like in a, in a cathedral and a painting and a sculpture there's not an inch of space that is not doing something and it's just it gets so busy that you know you you crave more and more action and he says think of it like the marvel universe where you know you start out small with you know your iron man movies and 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 your captain america movies but if you were to watch an action movie once a week you're probably not going to want to watch the same action movie again you're going to want to watch a new one one that has even more action even more punches thrown and 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 kicks and 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 guns and stuff you're going to want to see more of that if you get to a to something like infinity war where you're throwing literally the entire <laughs> marvel universe into a single story where do you some heroes yeah and it made me think like well what direction then is is the the marvel cinematic universe taking from this point if we're already reaching what appears to be a climax with infinity war and endgame but with this this new uh style developing a lot more like ragnarok in the old kirby style and introducing it in a guardians of the galaxy style um come together film which broke the cookie cutter mold of the mcu at its own time you know i'm really interested and excited to see the future of the mcu at this point because like unlike the baroque period that we talked about in class where it it came to 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 dominate art really quickly but then died out really really quickly i think we're going to see a lot more longevity in the mcu because stories like this you know it's breaking the mold what do you think jared I think you're exactly right. I think I think the MCU has a certain staying power to it uh because of its interconnectedness. Okay. And I think I think the thrill of like knowing that this movie relates to this movie and this movie there and there and there and you see the webs and the co- and the connections and everything. I think it does a lot for that universe to keep its staying power and for each release to be an event and I love event cinema. Um, yeah. I think, and this is the discussion topic for later, but I think the future of the MCU rests on the Fox deal. I think, you know, the only way you can go back to your low level, street level characters, Iron Man doing his own, well, maybe not Iron Man, we don't know who's going to make it out of Endgame, obviously. Excuse me. I'm so congested. It's that fun, like the seasons are changing every hour, so my allergies don't know what's happening anymore. Um, <laughs> So I can barely breathe at this point. Um, but after Endgame, you're you need new blood, and I think that's what a lot. I think that's a lot of the function that Captain Marvel and Spider Man and Doctor Strange are going to fill. But you also have the added benefit of having the Fantastic Four and the X Men to rely on now. Right, and. You know, again, with the Eternals, and that's opening up the whole cosmic side of everything. That's also to say nothing of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, whenever that comes out. Whenever they whenever they clean up that whole mess with James Gunn and everything, and they get back on their feet with a new director, um, once that gets on the roll, you know, that's also going to be the next part of the cosmic universe, and just opening up the Marvel Universe and making it feel like a universe. Right. Not just Earth and occasionally Asgard. Um, you also have like Ant Man with the quantum realm, and, and like that opened up the, a completely new can of worms. Can of ants, uh, but micro um, microbes. <laughs> can of microbes, but so yeah, like they they've laid the groundwork to just build this universe. And um, we can get more into what uh, the Fox stuff will have to do with that when we get into that. Um, right, I'm really excited. Oh, me too. It, it, I, I, this is what I've been waiting for this whole time is to see the whole universe actually come together. Um, I talked about this yesterday and I will go ahead and talk about it today because um, these tied into each other. 
so last week we were talking about Captain Marvel and the early reviews for it. And they were glowing. And it looks like Captain Marvel is going to be really, really good. And it's going to be in the upper tier of uh, the MCU. Now, with that, you had your MCU haters and your, you know, very toxic fans. Uh, those of whom I have a new contempt for uh, after everything that happened on Twitter yesterday. I'm not going to get into all of that mess. Not with me. Uh, but, you know, there's, there's a good guy pulling out his hair over a whole lot of dumb shit. And that is absurd. And, you know, it's pretend. It's fun to get invested in. It's fun to get all, you know, like super into. But the moment you start attacking other people over over fiction is the moment you have shown your true colors and have shown that, like, if you're that dedicated to being an asshole, that that shit's just baked into your DNA. It it doesn't even, it's not even uh, having negativity toward at that point it's just being so you know mean because of you because you don't you're taking the franchise that that you're lashing out on on everybody else and you're potentially ruining the experience for people that that really do enjoy and appreciate what the mcu is doing precisely um and again i can't cannot stress enough just be kind if you, if you don't like something and you have legitimate reason to not like it and you want to debate it civilly, that's fine. Do that. But, you know, A, a lot of the really rampant hate for these movies comes from a really dark, ugly political place as well. You know, it's not just, ooh, Captain Marvel doesn't look that good. It's Captain Marvel doesn't look that good because woman, (laughs) because feminism makes me angry. And that's a, and, and once you get into that can of worms and you get into the mudslinging that comes with that, that like no, it's you 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 lose any credibility you may have had. Um, but that being said, those kinds of toxic fans and people who just want a fight bombarded Captain Marvel's audience scores and audience reviews. Uh, they basically tried to tank its audience score so that they could ultimately tank the opening weekend and have a bunch of people uh take a look at rotten tomatoes and go "Ooh, the critics liked it but audiences despise this movie i'm not gonna bother uh which a that's again like you have that much time and that much vitriol you need help (laughs) Like, wow. Like, think of all the things you could have done that weren't that. Uh, you have... It's, it's just shitty. Like, there's people's paychecks on the line with this. I don't care. Yeah. You, know, you know, like, there's a difference between you saying, for my personal beliefs and my personal reasons, I'm not going to go see this. And then manipulating other people into not seeing it. That's like that that's incredibly unethical. Right. And if your issue is with people who quote unquote mold the negative or n- narrative and try to turn things into something that they're not, and your response to that is to write fake reviews to fool people into not seeing a movie, again, you need help and you're also a hypocrite. Who needs professional help? But uh, Rotten Tomatoes uh, basically took this whole situation, deactivated the function where you can uh, comment on a movie before it's released, and uh, made it so that things like this won't happen. They also restored Captain Marvel's audience score uh, from before the uh, critic, the uh, or the fan or audience bombing happened pretty much. Um, well, and this doesn't even just do a disservice to, you know, those involved with the actual production, but uh, Rotten Tomatoes even commented on this whole situation saying, unfortunately, we have seen an uptick in non-constructive input, sometimes bordering on trolling. 
which we believe is a disservice to our general readership. So not only does this, you know, uh, is this a detriment to those involved with the film itself and its success, but even so, this could ruin a potentially good experience for you if you decide to go see it, or it could prevent you from having an otherwise excellent experience if you do go see it. Yeah. Exactly. So I think I think that this is uh, this is a good move on their part uh, to prevent a movie from doing really poorly because of, of some angry, mean people with a beef. Exactly. And again, like if you would like, and again, even if you don't like, you don't want to see this movie because of political reasons, and you want to have that debate, debate it. Like, have the argument. Don't throw, don't mudsling. Don't do the ad hominem nonsense that comes with this territory. And the reason we talked about this on Do That is because they started bombing episode nine with these reviews as well, which is even more absurd, seeing as no one has even seen a single frame of the goddamn. <laughs> they only just finished <laughs> filming, after all. The only thing we have seen is an out-of-character behind-the-scenes picture of a group hug. Yeah, that's uh, that 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 really screams terrible movie to me. I should go and post on Rotten Tomatoes how bad this movie's going to be. I just I, it's I, ridiculous. I, I applaud Rotten Tomatoes for handling it the way they did. Um, I know a lot of the time you have people who will be the boy who cried uh, free speech and will throw the fits and uh, choose the hill that they will die on as being the one of you won't let me say my bigoted trolley things so I am therefore a victim and it's absurd so y'all are lucky you didn't even get banned from Rotten Tomatoes like <laughs> you're out and the, the unfortunate thing is you, we all know that like once the movie's out and they can do it again they're just gonna bomb it again yeah it's, it's so it's so unconstructive but yeah that's the whole captain marvel rotten tomatoes situation uh i'm glad that they handled it the way that they did and had this course correct i think it was the best decision they could have made given a very crappy situation but all things considered i think i i I think this is the right and only call that they could have made Um, i agree all right i think i'm gonna go ahead and let you take this next story (laughs) since i I know that in your heart of hearts it is it is what you want to do go ahead all right now there is no concrete confirmation here that this is true but I really hope it is. I really hope this happens. Um, we got this covered. Reports that Warner Brothers is developing a new Constantine TV show starring Matt Ryan. Um, <laughs> back in 2015, uh, there was a really, really, really good... Constantine TV show that aired on NBC starring Matt Ryan uh, of Assassin's Creed Black Flag fame. Um, He's been in a lot of stuff, but most people know him as Constantine or uh, Edward Kenway. Um, It was so good. It it, it captured the essence of John Constantine so very well. Um, However, NBC scheduled it in the Friday night at 10 p.m. death slot. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 the show aired and they sent it to Doc. Like, the, the, that's where you send the shows that are already low on rating so it can just slowly graze until it just collapses. And that's where they started Constantine. Right. Um, now, around the time that Constantine had run its first season, ended on a cliffhanger, and then subsequently got canceled. Uh, the CW crowd was like, "Ooh, just revive Constantine, bring Constantine back on the CW," um, which would have been way more difficult at the time to do. 
seeing as the flash had just gotten started up and legends of tomorrow was way on the horizon. Nobody really knew what was going to happen with a lot of CW comic book shows, because again, like they hadn't really taken the big swing that they did with having flash and arrow and supergirl and legends and black lightning. So it, it was, it was a really ambitious and dicey choice an idea to do that. Um, however, in an early episode of what I want to say was arrow, I don't even know what season it was. Um, but they had an episode where Constantine made a cameo on arrow. Uh, it was an extended cameo. He played a sizable role in the episode. Matt Ryan reprised the role. It was excellent. He did. He turned in a great performance, and everybody was like, "Okay, CW and Constantine are things. So, like, give him a show or put him on Legends of Tomorrow." Um, he's been on this past season of Legends of Tomorrow, which will make me watch Legends. I didn't enjoy it that much, but I will watch it for John Constantine. Because <laughs> um, I, I am, he's worth it. Just Matt Ryan being screen and playing that character is so good um so i i want to watch the season of legends like i said just to see john constantine um but this report claims and then i will read directly from the article from this point on uh in march of 2018 uh the show got a light revival as an animated series on the C- on cw seed which is their online streaming platform um, same place they did like the Vixen cartoon and stuff like that. Um, and then they compiled all the episodes together into the feature into a feature length film called Constantine City of Demons. Uh, that was well received, as were Matt Ryan's appearances on Legends of Tomorrow. And that might be why sources close to We Got This Covered say that there's a full blooded new Constantine show in development and Warner Brothers want Matt Ryan back in the role. With DC Universe having finally brought found its feet with the excellent Doom Patrol, which I really want to watch, it seems really good, and with Swamp Thing releasing this May, it seems to me that the streaming service would be the ideal home for the continuing adventures of John Constantine. After all, he made his comics debut in the pages of Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, so it would be a nice little bit of symmetry if he was to pop up in a cameo appearance at some point in the first season. But though that seems to make sense to us, it's probably equally likely that the character will make a proper return to the CW as part of the Arrowverse. Either way, it's looking like Constantine will be back in style fairly soon, and we can't wait to see where he appears next. Um, so, like I said, there's no guarantees of anything here, but please, 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 please give me Constantine. <laughs> <laughs> I know how much you love Constantine. Oh, he's so funny and awesome to watch. And like, I'll put it this way. All you kids out there who love Supernatural, okay? Supernatural is literally, like, they took, like, Dean, the other guy, and Castiel are basically, <laughs> like, they, they, rip, they rip the character of John Constantine into three people. That's him, and the whole show is what Constantine could have been if Supernatural didn't saturate that market. I blame you, Supernatural, and it's personal. You're the reason why Constantine <laughs> died a slow death in the first season. Um, but now that we see uh, the CW seed uh, slowly developing, I think here we have an opportunity for to become for dc what netflix became for the mcu tv shows where we had countless you know uh splinter tv shows we had iron fist blute cage uh, jessica jones and and arrow was on netflix i think maybe it still is on netflix it is but it's yeah but it's it's just like a show that airs on tv and then they throw on naturally um if they if they do decide to go with uh, continuing this TV show on their streaming service, then the fact that you have so many uh, good stories under one roof could really end up being a benefit to them in the long run. Because obviously, nobody's going to want to watch a, a ten o'clock show. You know, like you said, that's that's what killed it. But if you give them access to it on a streaming service, I mean, look how well Netflix has done in the last ten years. They could, yeah. they could pull a serious market from the fandom if they if they continue 
you know, uh, compiling all these, these good shows under one roof. I, th- I think a lot of the issue with getting Constantine back off the ground is going to also be like the canonicity of it. Um, and if like it's a revival or if you're just going to start over, but keep Matt Ryan. Um, I think the idea of having it on um, CW seed uh, kind of like the CBS go or CBS now or whatever the hell it's called, how that has like the new star Trek show and the twilight zone reboot. Um, which I'm just I'm gonna get a subscription to once Twilight Zone's over just to binge the season of Twilight Zone and then cancel it. <laughs> uh, but I think if they did it on CW Seed to like guarantee like the shared Arrowverse, be like it'll be on here and then you guys can watch it whenever on this specific site. Um, but CW Seed may not have the budget for that. I would right. like to see it go to. DC universe because I would like to see it get a bigger budget and more attention. I think it would thrive better there, but I don't know if they're doing like if it airs on the CW, it's canon in the CW, and if it if it's like a DC universe original, then it's not canon to the CW or however they decide to do that and kind of split their market and do whatever. I don't care what they do. I don't care if it ties in. I just want Constantine. Right. Like, and, just and, give me this character. Like, I don't, I honestly don't care. Like, I'm the first person to be like, tie it into everything. But I don't give a shit. Just give me Constantine. Like, I'm happy with that. Yeah. And even though they would probably actually get a, a bigger budget if they went with, with DC, I think I speak for you as well when I say that I would rather, yeah, just even if it's with CW, let's just get him on the screen again. You know, if even if it's on a low budget, if they can pull it off, I'd love to see it. Ideally, I'm so they get. Excited. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> this just makes me so happy. Like I, I'm just grinning talking about. Like I want this show so freaking bad. Like I get, I remember being heartbroken when I saw that the first season was going to be it because it ends on a cliffhanger. Like there's there's few things worse. Than seeing a great TV show cut down in its prime, Mm-mm. way before it got the chance to really, really get going, and end on a freaking cliffhanger. I hate to see it. Like it's so good. It is such a good show, and Matt Ryan is John Constantine. Like there is no one else who can play good John Constantine but Matt Ryan. Like he he just has all of that charisma and his voice just sounds right with the character. You can't beat him as Constantine. Um, moving right along from uh, a show that I cannot wait for, a movie I wish would just get canceled. Um, we have a new poster for Dark Phoenix. Yay! Now the poster itself is quite stunning. I must admit, it's very very visually appealing. However, the <laughs> the implications behind it uh, leave something to be desired. Jared, you want to start us off? Yeah. So, I I am not when it comes to Marvel. I am not the biggest X Men fan. Um, I like a lot of X Men characters a lot individually. Um, I really do enjoy the, a lot of the X Men movies. I think First Class is a masterclass. Um, Logan is one of the greatest comic book movies of all time. Um, I love Wolverine. I love Magneto. I love Charles Xavier. Um, but this movie looks so incredibly mediocre, uh, from the first trailer. And I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Spencer. Uh, that trailer for Dark Phoenix came out about six-ish months ago, give or take a month or two. And whenever it was released, it was supposed to come out like Valentine's weekend of this year. Really? The next day, they delayed it to June or July or whenever the hell it comes out. Yeah, June 7th. So Uh, the, the next day, they delayed the movie by several months. That alone scares the shit out of me. That's not a good sign at all. 
I mean, there, there you can have and, production errors and and and, and uh, but delaying a movie that you're already putting out trailers for five months. <laughs> bad news, man. Yeah, bad news, and, it, and not to mention that it is Fox that has such a horrible history with this kind of thing as well. You know, we have the horror stories from the set of Fan Four Stick. We have the horror stories from, you know, the earlier X-Men movies and how much of a goddamn mess X3 was, which is another problem with this, is that this is just X3 with the newer cast without Wolverine. Right. You know, it follows all the same beats. She's wearing the same freaking jacket. Like, look at, like, the, the, like, look at X-Men last stand and then look at gene and this they're wearing the same coat like they released this poster and everyone's going they're not like they did they forget like did they forget over at fox like what the whole movie looked like the last time (laughs) i think uh i think fox put almost nothing into their costume budget took one look at sophie turner and said yeah she'll fit into the old stuff (laughs) (laughs) and just started filming the next day yeah this is on that coat from like 13 years ago why <laughs> we might need it <laughs> like what <laughs> um but no, it's just absurd and the trailer it, it looks the the trailer that they released apparently there's a trailer um this is wednesday um the 27th while we're recording so tonight apparently there's a new trailer that's supposed to drop uh, and the poster came out yesterday um the, the first trailer they released looks hysterically derivative. Um, it follows almost all of the same beats as Days of Future Past and Apocalypse and um, First Class all followed. It has the um, a New Mutant Threat Has Risen. The <laughs> X-Men are intimidated by that threat. Charles does not know how he'll handle that threat and feels responsible to protect the X-Men. Magneto is somehow brought into the fold and you can't tell if he's going to help him or be a part of the threat. Uh, The X-Men don't trust Charles. Magneto says some really menacing shit. Magneto puts on his helmet. Again. Again, and like, and like, go back and see other trailers for these movies. They're the same trailer. <laughs> it's the same trailer, and I'm laughing, watching it. I'm like, man, I'm telling you, there's like a there's a flow chart over the editing computer. <laughs> Whoever's making this, that's just printed out. That, like, j- like I just said, like has those be new mutant threat. They don't trust Charles. Charles is scared. The X-Men are scared. Magneto in the trailer. Magneto puts on the helmet. Says intimidating thing. And they're going to space, and we haven't seen any of the space stuff, and just going by how badly Fox drops the ball every time they're involved in these movies. I'm really afraid of what they're gonna do. It's like, I, like part of me doesn't want... I did not see X-Men Apocalypse in theaters. I had no interest in seeing it. And that was, and that was 2016. That was, that was the year Batman V Superman cap civil war. Um, Ant-Man, I think, no, no, I think Ant-Man came out in 2015. Yeah. Ant-Man came out in 2015, but like that was the year civil war came out. Um, Guardians, no, Guardians didn't come out that year. I can't remember what all that was the year that like it was nothing but comic book movies. Like there was a comic book movie every friggin' month. It was and glorious. I skipped June and I yeah. skipped June. All except June, it was glorious. <laughs> I didn't freaking care what was happening. Um, you know, I saw Suicide Squad several times. Each of those viewings could have been X Men Apocalypse, and I chose Suicide Squad more time. Put it that way. Um, but no, it's just it's following all the same beats, and it's just the Dark Phoenix storyline all over again. And it just, you know, I have a hard time caring because I know everything's going over to really soon or going over to Disney. 
I have a really hard time getting invested in this. You know, I, I've been ranting. I'll give you the floor. I apologize. I I don't like as I so often do, I don't really hope to see anything in this movie. My expectations stay somewhere in the middle for most of the, the comic book movies that come out, and then I'm either pleasantly surprised or find myself exactly where I expected in the uh, in the zone of mediocrity. But, you know, I think what this movie is going to come down to is the quality of writing. And from what we've seen so far and what we've talked about um, in the trailers and in the posters, it doesn't look like we're going to get anything new. And I said it last week. I just love me some new material. Let me see some characters doing stuff they haven't done before, acting ways they haven't done before, have a different outset on life, whatever. And I don't think that we have to worry about McAvoy, Fassbender, uh, Lawrence, you know, even I've been, I just finished uh, Thrones and I'm convinced that Sophie Turner is going to, is going to put out a really excellent performance, but what it's going to come down cast, to, but here, there's nothing it's gonna come to down work to, with. I, it's the, it's gotta be the writing. The writing is going to make this movie or break it. And they've got, like you said, a killer cast. But what it's going to take is a good storyline, an engaging one, seem like it was just copied and pasted or recycled from X3, which would be a disaster. Because after all, 20th Century Fox basically made the days of future past to try and make everybody forget about what <laughs> happened in X3. And so X-Men Origins Wolverine. I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Oh, me too. I know it's terrible, but I enjoy the hell out of it. <laughs> but I don't well, know why my like lizard like you like this and you should not. There is nothing good here. I believe they call that a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah, for real. And cognitive let's, dissonance while we're at it. But let's see something. See in X three. That's all I'm hoping for. <laughs> My take is a lot like yours. It doesn't look promising at the moment, especially given the the five month release delay. <laughs> I am I am apprehensive yet hopeful. Yeah, maybe you know you know I'd love to see them make something great out of this, but at the moment it doesn't look like we're quite going to get it. Same, and I, I also don't want to make it sound like X Men either. Cause like I want it to be good. Like I don't, I don't cause because oh, yeah. I have this podcast now, I have to freaking see it. And so do you. And I'm dragging you <laughs> with me. Um, okay. Deal. <laughs> this is our beast of burden. Last movie you took oh. me to see was it. And that was a huge mistake. <laughs> no, I took you to see vice. Oh, you're right. That was not a huge mistake. All right. No, that, was, that was, that was a great <laughs> time. Um, I, 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 Every now and again, I'll just think about that, like, directly in the camera monologue at the end of that movie, and I get chills. Oh, it's unsettling. It is so good. It's so good. Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> because some people think that you're a bad fella. Oh, God. Yes, he deserves I that Oscar. Cannot, I will not apologize. <laughs> My hair just standing up. Oh, still standing. <laughs> Stood up. Um, <laughs> Jesus. All right, um, let's let's, keep, let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, you keep keep moving We're, along here. You keep us together um, too long. There's so many tangents. Yeah. That, that's the fun part though. Um you should, you should hear how off the rails Dubat gets. Um but no, I've heard. I I do want to see this movie succeed. But that being said, um you cannot talk about Fox and the X-Men and all the things that Fox owns without then getting into the very near future of Fox. Because Fox Picture, Fox Studios is selling all of its properties to Disney. Um, that deal should be wrapping up in the very near future and it'll be in the can and we will finally have a completely unified Marvel universe. They will have the rights back to every single character. The only character, the only, there, will, there will only be like two main like character franchises that they will not have unfettered access to, and that's Hulk and Spider Man. 
Um, both of which they've made work so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm so, pleased with what they've done. And if they can continue on those terms, then I'm 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 happy letting Fox, you know, stick it out. Yeah, like I I'm. Fine. But it would be so great to see it all under one roof, and I'm I'm also really excited. Yeah, and and that's the other thing I want to get into. How you're talking about like after. I think the characters that Disney is going to acquire through this Fox merger is going to be what keeps the MCU going for another 10 years. Right. The more, the more new material they have to work with (coughs) and, and the more takes they can, you know, the more twists, the more different ways of presenting it, the longer this franchise is going to last. And now will people eventually get tired of seeing superhero movies? Possibly. But the more that they continue to develop characters and, put a different spin on things or produce a movie a different way. I mean, I didn't think that we would ever see a, a a superhero movie with a, with a pop soundtrack guardians came out, but they made it work and it worked so well. Exactly. This franchise could, could go on indefinitely. Exactly. And I, I I think it stands a chance to do so. And I hope it does. And I get, but I don't, I don't think you, I don't think they do that without now having a you know you you have to market your movie around your heroes so now you have all of the x-men and the fantastic four those are both franchises that are easily recognizable but they also come with baggage which is that's kind of the scary part (laughs) what was that they come with some seriously heavy fan four stick baggage. Oh yeah, fan four stick and uh, you know all the crap X Men movies. Um, so they come with that baggage. However, a lot of people thought Spider Man was a dead IP after Amazing Spider Man one being meh, and then Tasm two being an absolute garbage fire. People were like, "There's there's no room for Spider Man left in." The- like no one cares. And then civil war and uh, homecoming brought life back into that character. And I think, and I have really good, really a really good feeling and high hopes. That is exactly what's going to happen with the X-Men and the fantastic four. Once they get over to Disney. Now you market your movie around your hero but the movie only really has a reason to exist because of the villain. Right. We have Annihilus. We have Magneto. We have Mr. Sinister. We have... Um, oh, I just lost his name. Damn it. That's not it. No. I, I know damn it's not <laughs> it. Thank you, buddy. You have all, of the, you have all the members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Um, but most importantly... You have Galactus, and you have Doctor Doom. And I cannot wait to see Doom on screen again. I then that's my thing is you can make you can do the way that like the first three phases literally just built towards Thanos. You can do that with Galactus. You know, you can do an entire series of movies based around fighting Galactic because of how big of a threat he is and everything you can pack into those movies to tell that story. And what really excites me and what I really hope is that like in a comic book and the way that like comics and arcs really flow with this kind of thing is that you build and build and build and build and build massive event that takes over all the comics all the tie-ins all the everything is just this one story for several months it's one massive colossal story and then it's over and you reset the universe and then you start the slow build again 10 years built towards thanos and infinity war and the mass casualty event that that was. Let this be the 
holy shit, we just saved the universe by the skin of our teeth, and now we have to go back to fighting thugs. And protecting the world and protecting cities from low-level threats. And go back to that and find their roots in that again. And then let that slow build happen from there. And I think you can really easily do that slow build what now that they have the X-Men in the four to do that. Because while you do that slow build, you can also then reestablish and reintroduce these characters to a younger, more excited audience with a brand that will actually take care of the franchise. You there, bud? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, you, you got... TJ did the same thing to me yesterday. We just got so quiet while I was talking. thought I lost my connection. <laughs> and I just got super paranoid. I'm like, oh, I've been talking to myself. Um, uh, I'm here. Luckily, I didn't. Um, but yeah, now I'm going to... I'm gonna. Do you... Do you have... Any loose ideas as to actors you'd like to see in any of these roles? Oh, you know, I hate these questions. <laughs> Which ones specifically? Any of these newer characters? Like, is there anybody you want to doom? Any of the X Men? Ah, uh, jeez. Oh, oh, I specifically told you not to ask me these questions ever again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just am so bad at fan casting. It's like you ask me this question, and suddenly I forget every actor that ever was. <laughs> I don't know. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. I want to see Harrison Ford as 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 Doctor Doom. <laughs> Show me Harrison Von Doom. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Put me on the spot on here. <laughs> Harrison Ford is Doctor Doom. I'm dead. That's it's, excellent. You that would so never happen. Is the funny thing that'd be like, a comedy. That would be hilarious. He wouldn't even wear the car. He just show up in like his flannel and jeans and his little <laughs> earring, and just I'm Victor Von Doom. Curse you, Fantastic Four! Do I get to go home now? Like is that, that's <laughs> all it would it. be. <laughs> like he would just like the Secret Life of Pets sequel. <laughs> Alexis sent me a link to the new trailer that came out. And Harrison Ford is playing this like barnyard dog in it. And it's literally like, I literally just think the words in front of Harrison Ford and said, just say this. Because it's, it, it's, it's just Harrison Ford. Just, just come with me. It's, it's just him scowling and just with, just with this. It's just the scowl, like the dog that's like face should not form the Harrison Ford, like foul Owl. expression. <laughs> Is and then it's just, just the voice, like it's so funny, it's so funny. But no, I know that my only two real desires are I want to see John Krasinski play Reed Richards and I want to see Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. Those are my two. I want to I see am right there with you. That That's my only uh real idea. Um, I, I, I really. I would I, I, like you said they all they've never miscast a character in the MCU, and all I want to see is Doctor Doom, and that excites me so much as to what they could do with Doom, um, and the rest of the X Men. Of course, it's just I love the friend, I love the Dooms, and I love Doom so much that I I want to see that. Um, but yeah. Uh, Spencer, you have anything else to say on the matter? I don't think so. You know, I don't have. I've been sitting here for the last couple minutes trying <laughs> my hardest to think of <laughs> to think of anybody that would that would fit the role, or even. But but I've been. You know, when you first told me about uh, John Krasinski as your fan fan cast for Fantastic, I could not agree more. I would love to see that. Oh my god. Adam Driver is Doctor Doom. Adam Driver. I could see it. I don't know if 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 I sat down with every actor 
on the market today and and thought about it i don't know he's if that so would be good. he's just so intense it's that intensity and like he he has not been given a role yet where he has to like really um like so far it's just been like that intensity and i just want i want to I would love to see somebody like just throw him a bone and just be like, just act your ass off. Like the intensity. And if he just went to like Ian McDermott levels of just scenery chewing, that would be interesting. I can't even imagine. I think that would be really cool. That idea just kind of popped into my head. Adam driver for Dr. Doom, everybody. Hey Jared, a quick web search just did uh, did some good for me. I have just sent you a picture I found on Google of John Krasinski with Emily Blunt. Quite a thing to see. I agree with you one hundred percent. That like that's our Mister Fantastic and Invisible Woman, like right there. Like that chemistry they have, and the fact that like I, I don't think you could do it better than i mean i'm happy to be proven wrong and probably will be but that's what i want and i want i want kylo doom i want kylo Kylo doom no harrison von doom no harrison (laughs) keeping it in the family though um what it's it's too good though i'm i'm looking at this picture and i can see it now (laughs) i can see the silver stripes above the ears Perfect. He yeah, they would they would look incredible as those characters. And I've seen I've seen like fan edits of John Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic, and he looks amazing in the suit. Um but yeah, I think that's gonna do it uh for all of us over here in the hall here. Uh Spencer, tell the lovely folks where they can find you. As always, I'm on Instagram, spenceman.cosplays. You can check out my stuff. I haven't put anything out recently, but I'm I'm brewing up a an idea or two that, that I'll hopefully be posting about in, in the next couple of weeks. Ooh, ooh, very exciting, very exciting. Um, I know we're probably, you know, coming out of Steel City Con, going to have a whole lot of content. Oh, yeah, um, in April. After that. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, like Spencer said, go check out New Regime Cosplay. Uh, lots of really, really cool cosplayers and really nice people in that group. Give that a uh, check that out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at darkjedi2552. Uh, and be sure to follow Dubak Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. Um, and like I said, check out all the other podcasts. If you're a horror person, Gordon Moore is a really cool movie club style bi-weekly podcast. Dubak Discussion, weekly Star Wars news, just like Hall of Heroes. And then really soon we're going to be getting another Star Wars podcast off the ground called Bantha Babble. Reboot it. Um, it was going for a while back in the day and then just, you know, scheduling and whatnot, it kind of dissolved. Uh, but we're going to be bringing Bantha Babble back to life. It'll be a really good time. Uh, that one where, uh, oh, people are standing up during the hearing. What is happening? I'm going to rewind that. Um, <laughs> I have my TV muted the whole time, and I've been like watching the Michael Cohen hearings. <laughs> like It's muted, but I can't see what's happening. I can't hear what's happening. Um, but, uh, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Dubak is the news, and then Bantha Babble is going to be all lore and theories and just all of the tinfoil haddedness of Star Wars that can be so much fun. Uh, and that way we don't have to speculate responsibly because we're not talking about the news. We can just go hog wild with theories. So oh, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll do it for me. And be sure to tune in every Wednesday at the same bat time on the same bat channel. Have a good one, guys. Take care. All right, let me text TJ. That's a wrap. I personally felt a lot better about this one than I did about last week. It gets all it gets so much easier as you go. It's like by next week, this is gonna feel so much more natural to you. I'm already feeling natural. Like I had some yeah. things to say. Pretty chill. We were having a good time. Yeah, it was a good it was a good episode. I am pleased.
Yeah. And then, hey, next week we get to do our first trailer breakdown. Oh, right. For Phoenix. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be, be fun because we'll be probably shitting on it the whole time. <laughs> probably. Plus, it'll be like 11 o'clock at night. And so who knows what'll come out of it. Oh, our yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'll be, that'll be so much. So, anyway, talking about the trailer. All right. I got a boogie so we can get this pizza out to Kira. Stuff, man. Thanks a lot. Yep. Thank you, buddy. Take it easy. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Got that dope. Go bitch, go bitch, go bestie. Can't fuck with these hoes cause they messy. Go bitch, go bitch, go bestie. Can't fuck with these hoes cause they messy. Go bestie. Then my motherfucking best friend, bestie. Then my motherfucking best friend, bestie. Then my motherfucking best friend. Then my what? Then my motherfucking best friend. Shorty, she gon' ride, she gon' die for me Yeah, I know all my niggas, they gon' slide for me I be going up when you going down on me When I come through, I got the full pound on me Every time I'm on the scene, I be tooling up When you coming through, I see to put your jury up In a dually truck, doodle got his tooling tough I love my baby, you can't talk to her, she rude as fuck Go cut that, go cut that, get money I don't fuck with rap niggas, they funny Go cut that, go cut that, get money I don't fuck with rap niggas, they funny Go bitch, go bitch, go bestie Best friend. If you got a problem, then we got a problem. If she got a problem, then you got a problem. She gon' twerk, 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 twerk that ass like it's her fucking birthday, bitch. Twerk that ass. That's my best friend. That's my fucking bestie. Can't fuck with you hoes, cause you messy. Put up to the party, I got everybody lit. I can brag about my best friends, everybody rich. Double dutching with the money, I be playing with the bands. Breaking bad fashion of a Cartier running list. Every time we pull up, bitches pissed off. Make the whole club jump like crisscross. I'm a bad bitch, poppin' like lip gloss We be blowin' money fast like Rick Ross Go bitch, go bitch, go bestie Can't fuck with these hoes cause they messy 